This is a conversation with Levy Plotkin as part of the COHDA, the KYHS 2020 Coronavirus Oral History Digital Archive Exam. The interviewer is Eli Plotkin, and the date is March 16th, 2021. Levy Plotkin, may we please have your permission to share and include your remarks as part of the COHDA project? Absolutely. Thank you. So, Mr. Plotkin, when was the first time you heard about COVID-19? Um, probably, I think it was February, January, February of 2020. Um, there were uh, rumors on the internet about Wuhan, China, and um, discussions that there was a virus um, they first started, they said it might be the wet market, and then they said uh, it could have been um, coming from a laboratory. So uh, I would say probably January, February of 2020 is when I heard of the concept of COVID-19, otherwise known as coronavirus. Did you contract the virus yourself? Yes, of course. When and where do you think you contracted it? Well, I know when. Um, it was... Early part of 2020, uh, of March of 2020, uh, the virus really did not hit our country yet. Um, there was a case that was uh, announced with a, a, a gentleman out of Riverdale, um, who I think was COVID patient number one that we were aware of. And um, we were going to, uh, we decided to go from California to New York with the family um, for uh, the holiday of Purim, and also my niece was getting married. Um, so that weekend there were many parties. There was the wedding, uh, and we also went to Temple. The Temple where we went in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, is known as Seven Seventy. Um, so I was there on Saturday, and um, we. Uh, I'm pretty confident there was a very close proximity that we all sat in. I, you know, if I had to pinpoint it, I would say it probably happened at 770 on Saturday. I would around the, you know, probably 6th or 7th of March. So it was very early on. Mm-hmm. When you initially contracted the virus, were you taking any safety precautions? If so, what were they? It's a very good question. Um, you know, it was so early um, that nobody was taking uh, precautions back then. Um, in fact, at the time, when we went to the airport, I, I bought some masks, some disposable masks, and I distributed it to my family. We were the only ones in the airport wearing the masks. And um, as we're sitting in the airport on our way to New York, again, remember, there was nobody took any precautions at that time because nobody knew how serious it was or what it even was. Um, and we, had to, we took hand sanitizers and we wiped everything down. But the part about the masks was, so as we sit in the airport wearing the masks, I decided that I wanted to go onto the CDC's website and see if they recommend masks as a precaution. And when I went to the website, it's clearly said, it, it, it was unambiguous that masks do not work for COVID-19 and you should not wear masks if you're trying to um, avoid COVID-19 because it does nothing for you. So we literally took the masks at the airport and threw them in a garbage can. 
as you know, subsequently, the CDC decided that masks are very important, and um, now we know it's airborne. Back then, we thought you could touch something, you got it. So, um, you know, we washed down everything. Uh, we washed our hands all the time. We were very cautious that way. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we didn't really, it was too early. That's very interesting. When you first contracted the virus, what were your symptoms? So, it was odd. Uh, we're, at a dinner, we're at a dinner party on Purim, and I was at the table, and it was, it was probably started at 7 p.m., and, you know, those typically go till 12 or 1. And um, in an hour or two into it, I just my stomach started to like started feeling like really bad pains in my stomach and I started to get a very bad headache and I just decided you know, I'm going to leave um and I left my wife and kids there and I walked back I was saying we were staying at my parents house and I went to bed um early because I, I just felt something was off mm-hmm. and the next morning um I uh I woke up and we're going to the airport home. And um, as we were at the airport, I started to feel like I was heating up and getting a fever. And uh, I still didn't... It was so early that I didn't even believe that it could possibly be COVID. But but in the back of my mind, I thought, maybe is that possible? It could be COVID. So that, you know, I got a fever. Definitely. At that point when you contracted, do you think that people were starting to take the virus seriously? Or even when people started getting the virus, was it still not taken as seriously? Um, So I think that um, a few days after I got it is when states started to realize how serious it was. Because uh, when I got it in New York, several hundred people in that neighborhood got it. Mm -hmm. And so the government realized that this is no joke and they started to shut things down. Mm-hmm. When you contracted the virus, did you try self-treat yourself or did you go to a hospital or good, consult with any medical good question. consultants? So, as you know, um, I don't like hospitals or doctors and I try to avoid <laughs> them at all costs. Um, so, I have friends that are doctors. I stayed home. Um, they They remotely... Uh, treated me a doctor also remotely treated me with some medication and um i tried i hung in there as long as possible so um we had an oxygen uh monitor we were able to monitor the levels of oxygen and then finally at one point you know i was on tylenol and and uh and motrin uh, more advil excuse me and uh after a few days uh, my oxygen levels were just dropping too low that the doctors um, insisted that I go to the hospital to get oxygen treatment. And so I went. Mm-hmm. And what were your experiences in the hospital? Do you think they did a good job treating you? Did, you, did they even know what they were doing? Well, the, the, the answer to your second part is no, but it's not their fault, right? They, they don't know what they're doing because nobody knew what they were doing. Um, uh, they tried to treat me well, um, but it's scary. You're by yourself. Um, you have nobody advocating for you. The doctors are afraid to come into your room. They did. They didn't come into my room. Not once. One doctor did actually. Um, but the, you know the nurses would only come two three times a day. Um, 
they, you know, it took them 25 minutes to get ready to come into your room because they had to put on their PPE. In fact, um, everybody that came to my room was their first time seeing a COVID patient. So um, I actually helped show people how to put on their PPE because they didn't know and they, would, they got trained and I would show them when they did it wrong, what they did wrong, uh, because I saw it every single time they walked into my room. So it was very early. Um, the, you know, they tried their best to, um, they tried their best to do the right thing. They, you know, the everything was experimental. They gave me hydroxychloroquine, uh, and zinc. Uh, I don't know if it helped. Nobody knows. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a scary time. Definitely. How long did it end up taking you for you to fully recover from the virus? Uh, that's a complicated question. Uh, because it's, it, really ma- it really depends on what fully recovered. I don't think I'm fully recovered. Um, I'm recovered, uh, meaning that I, I, uh, I can breathe. I'm not on oxygen anymore. Um, I don't have headaches. Right? I was recovered of, uh, you know, six to eight weeks after getting out of the hospital. I would say I was you know, fully physically recovered. Um, but I still have sometimes, I feel like I'm having a hard time breathing. Or um, I have heart palpitations, I think, that uh, was caused by COVID. And so, uh, you know, it, it, I, there's long COVID. I get tired very often, more than I used to. So uh, this, this is going to be something that stays with me for a while. Mm-hmm. How do you think your life was most impacted by, by the virus? That's, a easy, that's an easy answer. Uh, my life was most impacted... Be, uh, uh, because I realized how I was at the teetering on the edge. They tried to intubate me. I was at the highest levels of oxygen. Um, uh, one of the doctors, there was one doctor who used to come in every day and say, I hope to see you tomorrow. <laughs> so, it, you know, I was seriously teetering on the edge. I don't think that was very professional, but that's beside the point. Um, so, what was your question? How do you think that your life was most impacted? Oh, yeah, well, that easy, that's right. So the, the easy answer is, is I realize how precious life is and how the thin, the thin line between life and non-life. And so it impacted me with spending more time with my kids, um, realizing that that's what's most important is my family and my kids, and uh, cherishing the moments with them. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, do you think the government did a good job in handling the virus? No. Government, government did a horrible job. Uh, and it's not any one person's fault. They completely uh, politicized COVID. Um, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people died because of the politics of COVID. Mm-hmm, definitely. What do you think they could have done a better job of? Obviously, besides politicizing, do you think they could have spread the word more, like logistically? They, they, two, two things. They weren't prepared. Um, mm-hmm. there, was no, there was no contract tracing. There was no, no testing. They didn't have a test. Um, they didn't get the information from Wuhan fast enough. I know that China stopped them from getting it, but, but they should have put more pressure. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the right and the Republicans said that um, it's absolutely nothing and it's not real. The left and the Democrats uh, said that uh, it's very real and Trump is killing Americans, hoping more Americans die so they can get elected. It was just, it was, it was chaos and they didn't work together. Had they taken it seriously, had they followed the science, had they, um, had they worked hand in hand, um, I, 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 I venture to say hundreds of thousands of people 
would be alive today that are dead. Mm-hmm. Do you think regional differences impacted how different states, different regions sure. handled the virus? Sure. Blue states, you know, blue states handled it with shutting down the economies completely um, and shutting everything down. Red states did the opposite. <laughs> so they, they didn't shut their economies down. They, everything was open and, you know, I guess people died as a result. Um, some states did better than others, and we actually don't really know the answer, but yes, different regions handled it very differently. Um, you know, New York and California look nothing like Texas and Florida. Mm-hmm, definitely. Shifting to the other end, how do you think your the COVID-19 impacted you economically? Um, if at all. You know, um, um, that's a good question. Me personally, it didn't have an adverse effect because I'm able to work remotely um, and do things that um, don't require infrastructure and don't require people coming into my stores. Um, But small mom and pop restaurants and uh, even bigger mom and pop restaurants and other retail establishments um, got crushed, got slaughtered. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very sad because these are families that have worked for 30, 40, 50, even more generations, building up their stores, their pizza shops, their restaurants, their small mom and pop grocery stores and, and dry cleaners. And they were devastated because nobody was able to shop. Mm-hmm. And so unless they figure out a way to to be entrepreneurial with delivering or doing something else, um, they got they got clobbered. Mm-hmm, definitely. On the other end, do you feel like there were any positive benefits or anything positive that came out of the COVID-19 quarantine or the pandemic in general? Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we... I hope we learned our lessons that um, that we need to be prepared for the next um, pandemic. It it comes. It always does. Um, we got caught with our pants down, and uh, hopefully we learn our lesson that um, we need to we need to be ready and prepared and put resources behind making sure that we have ways to mitigate um, the potential of death and and uh, being sick. A hundred percent. I just finishing up, do you feel like there are any groups or organizations that helped you through this process, whether it be in quarantine, working remotely, whether it be in the hospital, were there any support groups, advocates, et cetera, that helped you through this process? Um, good question. Uh, I, you know, I, I personally fell back on my religious beliefs and my religious organizations and the network of people that I have from being religious and being Orthodox Jew. Uh, and I'm fortunate that I live that life. And as a result of that, there's lots of um, there's major support. I don't know what I would have done without it. And I, and, and, um, and I just wonder... You know, I had that. So it, was my, it wasn't any like formal support group. It was more of my community. Definitely. Thank you so much, Mr. Plotkin. You're welcome, Eli Plotkin. Okay.